we've moved the day of Epiphany from last Friday to today. Epiphany, of course, is on January the 6th when the, in Matthew's Gospel, and it is only in Matthew's Gospel that the three wise men, the three kings, the three magi appear before Jesus. In our own society, it's uh, December 25th, of course, is the day when we exchange gifts, but in many of the Eastern churches, January the 6th is the big day. That's the real day, not Christmas Day. And in many societies, including the one in which I grew up, uh, the exchange of gifts took place on January the 6th, and very similar to Christmas Day. Uh, when I was a little boy in Cuba, you know, we, got, uh, we set out three cookies out in front of the house with some hay and grass, the three cookies for the three kings, the hay and the grass, of course, for the camels so that they get something before they went on to their journey to deliver the other gifts. Somewhat to my surprise, on Christmas Day, I was told to leave some things out there for the reindeer and from Santa, but it was exactly the same thing, and we exchanged gifts in the, same, in the very same manner. But that's the day in many Latin American societies, which is the, the big day. And so we find these three magi, the three kings, the three wise men, appearing before Jesus only in Matthew's Gospel. And as we read the story, there are a couple of things that I think need to be highlighted. The first one of this is that they got it wrong the first time think about it. They got it wrong the first time. They missed their destination by about a dozen miles. They ended up in Jerusalem instead of Bethlehem. And I love the fact that they got it wrong. I love the fact that they got it wrong because, in, as you well know, searching for the star, uh, they were in a journey of participating in a journey of faith, just like you and I participated in a journey of faith. And what I love about it is these wise men didn't get it right, which means that you and I don't have to get it right at the very beginning. As a matter of fact, you and I don't have to get it right all the time. As a matter of fact, you and I can make mistakes about our journey of faith. The task is to be on a journey of faith, to continue on a journey of faith, and to be open to, be open to the mistakes that we make. W.H. Auden in the poem, The Summons, has a great line that goes like this. To discover how to be human now is the reason to follow the star. And it's a constant reminder for all of us about our need to be on a journey of faith, even though we don't get it right the first or the second time or the third time. And so we move along in the story, and of course they end up in Jerusalem, and while there they see Herod and all the Jerusalemites, as the Bible tells us, the chief priests and the scribes. One of the things that's particularly important about this story is that Herod, when he hears the news of the Christ child being born, what he hears is moral evaluation, and it, it frightens him. And the, as you and I both know, when somebody feels morally uh, evaluated, violence is what follows. And that's what Herod does in the next part of this particular chapter, chapter 2. The ones that bother me the most are the chief priests and the scribes. They knew the story. They knew to look for the star. They knew the whole thing, and yet they remained in Jerusalem which I guess is one way of saying that some people prefer their religion under glass than in life. And they preferred to stay in Jerusalem and didn't go along with the three kings, the three magi, the three wise men. To paraphrase Thoreau, for every three far-seeing, truly wise persons, there are hundreds who can't see beyond their noses. They are clever, but not necessarily wise. And then we move on. The three wise men come from the East. They are not part of the Jewish tradition, which is a reminder for all of us that Epiphany is about you, it's for you, and it's for me. 
if you weren't born into the Jewish faith, which I was not, epiphany is for us, the Gentiles. It's for us to be participating in the story. So they come from the East and they're included in a particular story, even though they don't belong in the story in Luke's gospel. It's your story, my story. It's your participation, my participation. It's open to you and it is open to me. All the Gentiles are welcomed into the story and welcomed into the story. And epiphany is what gives you and me the right to be part of the Christian faith. The next thing we know about these wise men is that they're pretty wealthy or they're accustomed to power. They're more like us than the shepherds in Luke's gospel. They're used to power, so are most of us. Most of us have enough wealth to carry on. If you measure these things according to the challenges of the world, you know we are sitting pretty high on top of the pile. Most of us are wise, we are educated, most of us are people who have learned through all the things in life. We've had parents who have taken good care of us. They're more like us than the shepherds. They're more like us than the poor people who surround the Christ child at the original, at the original in Luke's gospel, the birth of the Christ. And yet we find that even they go to worship Christ. Even they approach the Christ and they have the experience of God's birth born again in their hearts, which is the reminder of December the 25th for all of us. It's a reminder that every December the 25th, we invite Christ to be born again in our lives. And the question for all of us is this, did you go all the way to the manger? Did you go all the way to Bethlehem to experience the rebirth of hope in your heart? Or did we stay somewhere out there in the outskirts of the city? What we find from these three wise men is that they come and they bring these exotic gifts to the Christ child. Every time I read the story, I ask myself the question, I wonder what Mary and Joseph thought when they saw these three guys show up. They weren't used to royalty. They're gathered in a cave somewhere with a child and some other animals. I wonder what they thought. Who are these exotic guys? Who are these people presenting gifts to our child? The three gifts are gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They're representatives of the gifts that we bring to the Christ child or are invited to bring to the Christ child. Gold, of course, is a stand-in for, for, for all of our possessions, for our money. We have to ask ourselves the question, how is our money being used? How is it being used in your life? Money's not the problem in our life. The love of money is the problem in our life. The control that money has in our lives is the real problem that we have. Money has no ethics. You have the ethics. And what you do with this, with it tells us of whether you have brought, traveled all the way to the manger, all the way to Bethlehem, to have things reevaluated in your life, to have the child born again in your life. And so they bring gold. They bring gold the measure of all the things that belong to us. And they invite us to consider how we rededicate those items to the Christ child. Frankincense, of course, stands for our innermost thoughts. I have to tell you this, I have a, uh, I, I don't understand smart people, very smart people, who don't search for the experience of God. I run into them all the time. I have no need for God. Smart, smart, smart. And I always think to myself, 
You mean you have no idea or no interest in what is the mystery of life? Do you not have anything inside of you searching for that mystery of life that guides us? I'm always shocked, always shocked when I have that experience. But we're invited to bring our innermost thoughts to the Christ child, to share with Christ, to participate in the mystery of Christ. And finally, myrrh. Myrrh is used for embalmment. It stands for all of our sorrows, which perhaps may be the most difficult thing to present to the Christ child. Sometimes I think we hold on to our sorrows as if they were the, the, the most important things in our lives. The fact is, if our hearts are broken, the only chance of healing is if we offer it back to the Christ child. If we don't offer it to the Christ child, I don't think there ever, ever is any chance for healing for the sorrow and pain of our life. And so they bring those three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, as we're invited to bring those three gifts to the Christ child again. And finally in the story, we see that they don't stick around. They refuse to stay there. Either they can't stay there or they refuse to stay there. Something happens and they have to leave. I think it's indicative of all the high moments of our lives, don't you think? Think of a high moment in your life. Whether they stick around or can't stick around or whether you just can't hang on to them. I can tell you a couple of them in my life that are um, not particularly revelatory or threatening. The first one was when I was uh, 28 years old and I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'll never forget it. And I went to the Charlotte Symphony to hear Yo-Yo Ma play the cello. 28 years old is when I was. I want to tell you, it changed my life about music and how I understood music. I knew I had heard something that had redefined music for me. It had told me something about what was going to be normal about music in my life. And by normal, I don't mean that which is average, but that which establishes the norm. And what I remember after that night was walking outside my apartment, trying to hold on to the moment trying to hold on to the experience, but I couldn't hold on to the experience. It had to depart. For my 35th birthday, when I was living in Patterson, New Jersey, my wife took me over to what were then very new wine bars in New York City. And while we were there, my wife bought me a very nice glass of the wine that I think is going to, the wine that's going to be served in heaven when we get there. It's called Chateau de Kim. I'll never forget it. 1970 Chateau de Kim. It was a nice full glass. And so it was just such a one. I mean, this stuff is really, really good. So I was sitting there sipping away on my glass of wine. I kept taking a swallow, and we had some bites, and we kept taking a swallow. Finally, as the wine, as I was emptying the wine, and there was just a little bit left, Lou finally said to me, are you going to give me a taste? And I said to her, no. The miracle of that experience is that we're still married, that she didn't walk away right at that moment. And what I remember is just hanging to hang on to the last few drops in that glass, sniffing and sniffing and sniffing that glass because I didn't want the experience to end. So compare that experience to seeing the Christ child in that cradle. It's like comparing the lightning bug to lightning. And yet, they had to depart. One of my favorite lines in all of poetry is this, 
Go, 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 said the bird. Humankind cannot bear very much reality. That comes from T.S. Eliot. Go, 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 said the bird. Humankind cannot bear very much reality. Those high moments of life just can't hang around. We just can't hold on to them. We have to depart, which may be the reason why the three wise men, the three kings, the three magi finally had to leave, but carrying the experience with them. We don't know what happens to them. We don't know if they were changed. We don't know if they became different human beings. Matthew gives us a hint. Matthew says they departed by another way. I like to read that they were changed human beings and that from then on, they saw every human being in a different way. They saw every human being as a unit of God's grace. They saw every human being worthy of God's praise. I love the story about the three magi, the three kings, the three wise men. I think so much of the story of earth and sky is captured in it. And so for you and for me, we're invited to consider our role in the story, the outsiders, the Gentiles welcomed, invited to bring the three valuable gifts of our lives, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and then to depart by a different way, changed by the experience of the birth of Christ once more in our hearts. Amen. Amen.